is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Good to have your company on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise, Episode 24, Series 7. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Unusually, you're back in the studio today, Craig Hutchison. Good afternoon to you on this particular Monday afternoon of this week. Hello, Damo. It's nice to see you in person here in our South Bank studios. And before we get into it today, there's some serious business that oh, you no. and I have to deal with. Oh, no. I want to get to this off the top. I want to set the tone properly before we move on. And it's on the back of you yesterday on the Sunday footy show, uh, being aghast at North Melbourne and disappointed in how they celebrated and were happy after the game on the weekend. This is a full-scale intervention. I've put up with your cynicism and grumpiness all year. <laughs> There's no Your mates, JB's not here, unfortunately. Adam Hamilton's not here. I think you're in a circle need to come together and have an intervention. <laughs> at how, so this is a little bit for you just to kick things off today, Domo, just to get the – hit the music, Jane. Music. Don't chill out, man. <laughs> North Melbourne. They lost 14 in a row. Yeah. They've been miserable guys. They, they won the grand final, they I had, see, Hutchie. They, they won the grand final. Did you notice that? How could you be critical of them? I was In all sincerity. Did you see I and hear what I saw? It, I said? saw it and yeah. I nearly fell off my chair. No, it was directed at a certain facet of operations. No, you're having got the CEO and the chair for being excited about the win. And officials. Officials. <laughs> I, I, in inverted commas, officials. Damo, I feel like all of your friends need to gather. <laughs> I've been getting emails every week saying, why is he so bitter and angry about everything? Oh, well, that's you. All, I represent all of them. Adam, JB, <laughs> uh, the, the Tony Abbott family, all of all of your friends. You're you representing yourself? Myself. Yeah, yeah. When I say this, Damo, uh, snorkel, all your friends. Snorkel. When I say this. Mate, they had a win after 14 weeks. It's been a miserable old cold year for them. They're entitled to celebrate, do a couple of high fives. Yes, it might have been a disingenuous uh, interview on the ground and well, this is for nobs and all that sort of stuff. It doesn't oh, matter, Damo. It was for nobs, yeah. Of course it was, yeah. It doesn't matter, Damo. They had a win. They're excited. They're entitled to see They're excited fight. in 2019 when they did the same thing, actually, and, and thought they were going to put the pass behind them. You were critical of them after the game. I couldn't. I, like, even I've been critical of people at times. It's yeah. been a stretch. That was taking the cut. Well, let's just see what happens from here on in, okay? Let's just. <laughs> oh, how cynical do you need to be? To be angry at the way they they handled a win. No, I had no issue with the players. And don't take out of context what I said, Archie. Oh, by the way, update out of the West. Yeah. West Australian this morning. Yeah. Prince William says he's disappointed he can't come to Perth to watch his beloved Aston Villa take on Manchester United on Saturday. Now, you tip this. But, Damo, yep. he's left the door ajar on a future visit to WA. <laughs> <Has he? laughs> that ran. Now, for those who don't know what you're talking about, you, you tipped this at the front page of the West Australian last week. McGowan sent a letter to the Palace inviting Prince William with two weeks' notice to a friendly. And you made just the to point. Get the headlines. You made the point he could go a couple of, uh, couple of minutes down the road to watch them back in where yeah, he lives. Yeah. <laughs> he last saw them in person in 2013 in a real game, three minutes from home. But he might drop everything with two weeks to go and get to up the stadium. He, he said, thank you for the invitation. <laughs> I'll keep it open. <laughs> um, you, you done? Because you, you've gone off script there. You, you, is that it? I have a third question before you get into your agenda. I, I haven't more, really got an agenda This today. is a more serious one. Oh. Australia and China, right? Now, oh. I, I come at this from <laughs> a... Archie. Australia and China. What am I going to offer on this conversation? 
I come at this from a very naive perspective. I'm going to ask the simple questions, and I want you to be, as Tony Abbott's guy, can you answer these for me? I read every day in the paper, Beijing's angry with Australia's reaction to whatever. Is it? And Beijing's you know, hit out at the new new treasurer, which I saw today, right? Yep. And so when I go and click on the clickbait, it's, it's, it's a newspaper editorial or it's a journalist in uh, Beijing who's actually taken aim. Not right. The, not the actual government. But what they say in the copy is they say right. the state-owned paper took aim at uh, Albanese. So my question, <laughs> just because it's state-owned, does that mean that the the – just because it's owned by the, the government, does that mean the journalists are actually always in step with the government's views in China? Or are mm. we are we just creating clickbait out of the fact that the newspaper there yep. is hitting out at our – because <laughs> every time it's like, you know, Beijing's about to go to war – on this issue with Australia, and you click on it, and it's editorial in the, in the state-owned pa- paper. Well, that's an interesting point, Hutchie. I am not equipped to answer that question at all, so I'm not going to. But what I will say, I think it's a similar theme to what you're asking. A lot of times we in Australia still think that we need to be recognised on the world stage. And whatever happens in Australia, we like it when it's made news of overseas. We love it. A lot of those coverage of Australian issues in the US publications are actually written by expat Aussie people who have just got a line of sight on what's happened here and, and don't really care about the story, but just know that they can probably write about this it. This is made news in the States yep. and it's written by Miranda Devine in the and, uh, New York Post yeah. or something. And look at us, we're yep. being talked about overseas. Yep. Yeah, so I just was trying to understand how that uh, might play out. Now, just yep. while we're on politics. Oh, no, get off politics, Hush. It's not a strong... strong <laughs> I might... I'm almost reluctant to bring this up and asking you off here. Oh, no. But I'm going to anyway. What have I done now? Jane, have you got a drum roll? Have you got a drum roll for oh, me? No. It's hit my desk. Oh, oh. Well, hang on. Before you go any further, whatever you're about to say, you, you are friends, and I've exposed you for this. You are good friends with Josh Frydenberg. It's hit my You are desk. good friends with Josh Frydenberg, you and Caro, and you, you had commiseratory drinks with him when he got ousted. So no, is true. this where your mail's coming from, that's with whatever it is you're about to say? That's not true. I haven't seen him. It's hit my desk. <laughs> Has your brother been poached by Dutton to be his media man? I don't know. From Tony Abbott to Peter Dutton. <laughs> well, you used to work for Abbott. That, that's how I met Tony is Abbott. your brother <laughs> now in the Peter Dutton camp? I, Are you I, I, actually, Darcy I actually don't know. Now joined at the hip as Peter Dutton men. I actually don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming he's going to stay in politics. That's where he does work as an advisor. But I, I actually don't. I have not seen him now for... You'll find a long time. Well, I don't mean to break the news about your own family too, yeah. but you'll find well, I, he's in the he's in the fold. Can I text him now? Yeah, you can. I'm going to text him right now. So that is <laughs> you and Adrian. Where is he? You and Tony and uh, Peter, Peter Credlin and your dinners at Ricardo's in Albert Park <laughs> might now need to invite Luke Darcy and Peter Dutton. <laughs> well, you've come in arms, Hutchie. Anyway. I'll, I'll check back in with you next week if indeed that is true. What's well, um, on your agenda today, by the way, as we start the conversation for Mosh, men's online health program, making health easy? I'm a bit worried about uh, your man. I say your man because you, you you pay him, Nathan Buckley, and his attitude toward media, Hutchie. Really? Yeah. I'm very worried about him. <laughs> okay, let's have a talk about this. Well, He's heading down the well-worn path of the ex-player, ex-coach, who comes into the media but refers 
to the media as the media, as though he's distanced himself from it. And this is not the first time this has happened. Oh, this is glass jaw stuff from This you. is not the first time this, this has happened. This is glass jaw stuff. It's not glass jaw stuff. This is just an observation of a man who regularly refers to the media without seeming to realise he is now part of the media. Well, he's an expert um, analyst as opposed to a journalist, so they're very different things. But he's, is he part of the media? Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's part of the media, though. Well, I don't think he. I don't think he thinks he is. I, I, I think he wants this to be a part of the good. No, no, it's not glass jaw. Let's have a serious conversation. Let's not get too defensive. You're glass jaw by making a glass jaw about me because you pay him. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where he's venting about well, media. You're glass jaw for being glass jaw about my glass jaw. Um, <laughs> do you, you do know what I'm saying, I yeah, reckon. I'll, you you do know what I'm saying here, and and I'll give you a, a couple. Give me a couple of examples. Well, I have a view on this. Th- there was there was the whole, and I did take a, a screenshot of this for this conversation. The the tweet that he. That's right. So we discussed this. I think it was last week, and if it wasn't last week, it was the week before about the um, the doorstop component to journalism. And Mitch Cleary and other journo's had a camera and a mic. Next to Dusty Martin, knowing they were defeated. You've actually reenacted it. They were defeatist before he yep. even walked past him. But that got a bit of commentary. And then Bucks had this to say, no comment, question mark, nothing to add to the story, question mark. Then what was the purpose of running the vision, question mark? Door stopping is the height of disrespect. It violates personal and private space and is no fun for the journos asked to do it, nor for the targets. It got the treatment it deserves. And that was just a little foray into his other views about media. Hachi? Yeah. So you have a problem with that, do you? Well, let's not lose sight of the fact that Dusty Martin is also using the media to promote a fitness app right now as well. So it's not as if, you know, these people don't want to use the media for certain parts of their lives but not others. So the whole doorstop thing, we discussed it last week. If people want our views on that, go back to last week's show. So – but – Nathan's entitled to have a different view to you. Of course That doesn't he mean he's distancing himself from the profession no, he's working in. No, but what I'll also refer to you a couple of other conversations he's, uh, he's had on your station, Hachi. Um, now, this is about the David Noble sacking. Now, again, there's a longer conversation. There's always yep. nuance and context, and I'll get all of that. But this is the bit that particularly interested uh, me when it came to uh, what, he, what he said. Uh about David Noble. It's tough for him. All of this talk about you've got to let this coach go. He's failed here. Then you make the call and the club starts getting criticised about being weak for letting a bloke go because he's only coached 38 games. Make your mind up. I think we as a media need to have some responsibility and accountability for how we view this. You can't just push for one decision, then that decision happens and then criticise it. And it goes on a little bit. That's another observation on media. And I'll just give you one more that I've just happened to come across, Hutchie. Um, there's no burning ambition for me to get back into a football club. This was after the question was put to me about being a coach again. Um, you're trying to assess it, how much you're carrying. There's always a little bit of resentment around the pressure that is brought to bear. This is why I go into bat a little bit about us as the media and the impact that we have on decisions or pressure and even performance. There's no doubt that there is a weight and another hurdle that is created by the pressure that's brought to bear from us in the media. I don't enjoy that part of it. So we and us? No, but I don't enjoy that part of it. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not – He's so that's that's completely debunked your argument. He's in, he's embracing his role in the media as a we and us. He's not distancing himself from it at all. He doesn't like he doesn't like a lot of what the media does. No, no, it's, that's that's fair and reasonable. So I'll, I'll tell a little bit of insight here. So when we Damo mm-hmm. Sen were talking to Nathan about a role this year, which he now does Monday mornings with Gary. And before I go any further, I, I have said on previous sounding boards if he wanted to fully embrace. Media, he he would be at the top of the tree in a heartbeat. 
because he's so good at it. Yeah, the, the thing that's really interesting with Nathan is, so he has some strong views on some media behaviours, be it journalists or otherwise. Yep. And when we were discussing a role over the summer, he was really clear that if given the opportunity, he was going to have a very different lens on uh, his opinion on some of those behaviours or roles. Like he yep. was going to hold the media a little bit to account in his mind or I don't want to paraphrase him. No, no, I remember yep. that. And yep. he's, he effectively said that, didn't he, in, in his yep. first interview on he didn't. SCN. Yeah. And I remember hearing it and I thought this would be interesting. And, and what generally happens is, you know, you journalists see the world pretty much always the same way. Yeah, journalists attack each other, but when someone attacks a journalist, so hang on a minute, we're the ones that attack each other, leave us alone. And journalists have a, you know, journalists see the world one way. Generally speaking, experts who come into media try and find a way to conform with the yeah. system because they want to last and they don't want to upset people or criticise colleagues. Well, again, I'm not talking about Buckley here, yeah. but, but well, a, a retired coach or a retired player, I reckon Hutchie, as a rule, and, and work with me on these time spans, takes 18 months to work out if they like it or don't like yep. it. And, and then it's about 18 months that they've got to make a decision whether they want to absolutely be the proper media commentator they're pay, being paid to be. Yeah, but they don't... Because they don't like criticising their, no. their former cohorts. So that's yeah. true. And I think they don't generally criticise the traits of media while they're learning it themselves, and you don't often yep. hear them as critics of the profession they've just moved into, A, because they're still getting to know it, and B, because they don't want to limit future career opportunities. Nathan is entirely different. Nathan is in media for we don't know how long. It might be a year, two years, 10 years, might be 20 years. He's good enough to do it for 50 years if he wants yep. to, clearly. He's clearly also not yet committing to a long-term media career. Right. And he's going to be his own man and have some opinions. So when we were talking to him, I was really interested in that side of things as well because it's different. He's got a view that's different to yours or mine. Yeah. Some of his views on uh, journalists I don't share. Some of them I do. But I think it's really interesting that he's got the courage to voice them in an articulate manner and sees the world differently to what the rest of us do. And then that's why I, I reference you as a glass jaw on this. Like, it's okay. Well, let's just have an adult conversation without it being a, a glass jaw conversation. His, his views are really interesting on those things. I don't share some of them. Like the door, like I think door stopping is fair and reasonable. For instance, he yeah. thinks it's offensive. But that, that's, but he the, comes from a different perspective. No, but and that's the, the observations about the the coverage of the David Noble thing, I, I think he's he's picking and choosing which parts he wants to do because in 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 an extreme of what he has said there, it's as though we shouldn't be. Um, reporting about this on the run as though we you know we we should maybe just let the club now again maybe I'm taking that side of it too far but we in the media have to talk about what's going on and I don't think anyone in the media misread what was going on at North Melbourne in the past three months would you is that fair to say and that's hard on the individuals concerned absolutely yep. and, and it's most difficult on David Noble himself but he's been around the block a few times himself David Noble he knows how it works and he knew what he was signing up for and 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 that doesn't make it right nor wrong but it just Tells you what it is, and so I share I share most of that view, but that it's okay if Nathan has a different one. That's just the beautiful thing about life and media is you can have things in different perspectives, and I reckon it's great that he's bringing a different perspective, an insider's perspective to some of these things. I think he's bringing a uh, bemoaning perspective. Now, this this means a listener, Hutchie. You should you should be able to respect his views, like oh, of course yours. I do, of course yeah. I do. But but in terms of. I mean, you say before, does he want to be in the media? Well, I, I think he's going to have to make his mind up at some stage because he can't be part of no, I, a, an organisation. Well, there's he, not going to be a spot for him. Well, there is with us. If he doesn't want to conform to what you would think is normal, I'm, I'm perfectly clear. No, I'm asking to conform. I'm well, yeah, to it, sounds conform. Like, it sounds like you are. It sounds like you're saying if you're going to be in the media, you can't criticise the media. No, I'm not saying that at all. 
it's just that he doesn't seem happy with what he's doing. No, I think he has a. He, he, he refers to the profession he's decided, and it is a profession. He's getting yep. paid to do it, so it's his, one of his current professions. He's referring to it as a third person, as as a distant part of it. You know, it's I, like I just see it an asterisk on the profession that you do, but I'm not, even though I'm on the same platforms. Yeah, I just think he has a different different view, and that's okay. I reckon it's it's great. It's not. You know, it's not my view. And if you listen to he and Gary on Monday mornings, they come at the word from a different spot too because Gary's had a longer time in the media and yeah. a deeper but, understanding of the news cycle and all those things, but it's but, but just, to, it's refreshing. To bemoan certain aspects of it and, and, and this issue's been talked about too much and, geez, we haven't looked at this issue enough. He's got the microphone himself to raise whatever he wants to raise. If he thinks something hasn't been raised often enough or, or, or vigorously enough, I think he's got that. What did you think of the walk with Ben Amafio? I didn't read a lot into it. I know they're good mates from from a fair way back, or, I'm, or I've been told they're good mates long before that yep. that particular story. Um, I mean, Ben had to ask the question, didn't he? Yeah, the the of the vacant job. One of the stories I read said about the seventh paragraph. Um, a mafia touched briefly on the. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> just briefly. Oh, by the way, <laughs> now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> if, if he only touched briefly on whether he was interested, he's in the wrong job. <laughs> yeah. now, be- now, before we get to the traffic lights, Nathan, let's get the hard question out of the way. Are you interested in coaching us? He probably he probably copped 10 minutes of a rant about media from Bucks before he got yeah. into this. <laughs> and then he would have got the if not you who question, right? So that's mm. – it crossed my mind whether – I don't know whether he was or wasn't, whether he was asked to be on the panel to pick the coach. Would, would that have been a good – Good. Um, he'd be perfect on a role like that, wouldn't he? Bucks to choose the next coach. Well, if you're going to have a, they know, you know how they love to have these five person subcommittees. Yeah. Or... Let me let me just think about that without giving an answer straight away. I I, I wouldn't put bucks on that. No. Would you? No, I wouldn't. No, not not on that one. No. Why? Because I, I'm big on the club people at the club meeting to make the decision. So I'm not. Yep. You know, I've said this before on this show. Um, the, the subcommittee's type of appointment, people can come in and come out, and they're not beholden. He's got, he's got fifty yards and a few people on the board, just quietly. Yeah, we well, might have that. Yeah, yeah, he might have that. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't have asked Nathan Buckley for okay. it. Yeah, the, the the photo of that walk was always it was inevitable, wasn't it? Like if you, you can't put two high profile footy people. Who were in the news that week yep. on a walk for 45 <laughs> minutes around Melbourne and I think the photo's going to bob up. Do you reckon he'll coach again? Yeah, I suspect he probably will at some stage. People forget that he took them to within 105 seconds of a season yeah. to a flag. I think that's lost a little bit. And then next, the following year, getting back to a prelim and losing a prelim, they probably should have won. Yep. Um, by the way, just can we speak about Ross Lyon for a moment? Yeah. Because last year when I... Well, on the sounding board, when I had some views on Ross, everyone attacked me. So I'm going to go again on Ross. What did you say last year? I forgot. I remember, forgot. We, remember when I was away and you and Caro opened up 10 minutes on me about Ross Lyon and my views on oh, Ross and the mishandling of the Carlton situation last year? He did 10 minutes of the podcast on just attacking me while I was away yeah, but on my own podcast. I forget the Ross Lyon specifics of it, but it was always going to be attacked <laughs> attack on you when you weren't in your own studio. <laughs> what? Ross has already got him. Ross got in a tangle last year because he was coached by the Wednesday night footy classified team in the commenting before Teague had left about the role and yep. the flame the situation. So I thought I didn't think it's a tough spot, but I didn't think he handled it super well. Yep, I recall this now. And then yesterday on Triple M, he's already kind of half been goaded into saying I can't give you a definitive, which has opened up you now the speculation. Then you have to answer again on Wednesday. 
This is what he needs to say. Oh, here we go. Ross needs to say, look, last year I gave a running commentary on the Carlton thing and I think we all agree it was to the lament of everybody. So ongoing, I've made a personal decision to never discuss whether I will or won't coach again. You can ask me a hundred ways. You can ask me about this club, that club, the other club. My position will be the same. In the interest of transparency, whether I do or don't want to coach again, you'll get the same answer, and that is I'm not prepared to discuss it. But isn't that bad media for the people paying him it, it is. to, to, to per appear on their programs but they'll forgive on it. that night? But they'll forgive it. No, that's really bad media. They'll get annoyed, like, but they'll forgive hey, it. Hey, we're paying you to comment on everything, but what do you want to say about this? No comment. Yeah, I'll say the same thing again. On the learnings of last year, oh. <laughs> I will or will not be See, adding any commentary out of respect for all this involved. This is where you've changed. This is where you've changed because you wouldn't tolerate that if you were on that Wednesday show as, as an no, attack dog journal. No, if I was the host, I'd be pushing and prodding and trying to, to not uh, not accept it. But if I'm Ross- Are you saying Eddie's not doing that? If I'm Ross- I'm, Are you saying Eddie's not going to do that? No, Eddie will do that for sure. But if I'm Ross, I'm actually not adding any colour. Does- um. I don't even know if he has anymore, but he didn't last year as far as I know. Does he need a manager, Ross? Well, he thinks that the manager's going to make the problems go away. The managers <laughs> make it twice as bad, I reckon. <laughs> don't you reckon? <laughs> I still – He said, I oh, think in he... hindsight, I need a manager, I need a middleman. That can't be happening. Got caught up and that's the way it sits. So uh, he needs to – Condemn the action, support the individual. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you – I still think he's responsible for one of the more bizarre things ever in football when he took the job of a contracted person at another club who had the same manager as he did, and that manager didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Craig Kelly. Oh, that, that, whatever you want to say about him, that well, took some doing. It was a conflict, right? That took yeah. some doing. So that's that's my uh, my advice to Ross is don't get caught. But again, that gets back to what I was saying about Nathan Buckley, Hutch. You can't take a media role and then not comment. Yes, you can. Oh. 100% you can. Oh. He can comment about anything, anyone else going for the job, but he just needs to, needs to not add any commentary around himself. <laughs> I'll have an opinion on everything except me being in the story. Jason Dunstall lasted 10 years not acknowledging the Hawthorne Football Club existed on Triple M and then you still kept recontracting him. It'll be – James Brayshaw uh, hosted the footy. Yet he's worked – it's fine. People, people – might roll their eyes, but they, they move on. And he's only on once a week anyway, so. We had uh, quite a few people, Hutchie, uh, send us links to an article that uh, our man over there in the States, Adam Schefter, uh, yeah, took in. And I think it was the Washington this. Post, who, uh, which which published the, the initial article, and a lot of other people wrote off it, um, seemingly. Uh, look, for those who don't know, he's the gun of – he's, he's the Nick McKenzie of, of you love America. Schefter. You love him. <laughs> there you go. He's the he's the winks of uh, now what is he? He's the secretariat of uh, yeah. of uh, U.S. journalism, at least in a sporting sense. Uh, people, this was an article that w- that could have been written by the Herald Sun actually because there were lots of quotes by anonymous people who didn't have the name to it, but gee, the quotes were good attacking him. Um, he's become so big that people. One was said to be even from his own network who had a crack at him. Um, bottom line is, he breaks stories. People don't like it. He makes mistakes along the way, which he has acknowledged. I mean, his language is, has been poor in a couple of posts. Um, he's been caught up in the need to be getting it out quickly sort of um, phase of, of what, what goes on in media these days with some improper use of language around um, domestic people involved in domestic violence issues, uh, other assault issues. Again, they're inadvertent mistakes, but they're mistakes he's considered. Um, a take out of it was that he, he does, at the end of each financial year, 
thank his many sources with gifts, gifts, oh, with scotch and Six chocolates th- and ice creams and US ties. You wear sixteen thousand dollars of gifts, did I read? Which he, which he writes off on his tax. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever give gifts? No, nah, n- never, never. I, I haven't. Um, there's just something uncomfortable about. It. I mean, I, I've bought bottles of wine, you know, for for random for sources, of, not for Thanks sources. For um, no, nah, it's just probably more as, as for friends more than anything else, really. Um, I think if you, have you talked about this before? I think you have, or oh, I, I can't think of a specific, but I need, yeah. need guarantee I would have. <laughs> if, like it's you know, I mean it's 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 as subtle as taking someone to lunch or breakfast or yeah. those things, which yeah. you, which you do. Yeah, but I, yeah, I can't. Th- I'm just trying to think if it's actually been a. During it goes on as much yeah. as yeah, Un- understanding someone's motives is a huge part of being a journalist. Yeah, and often motive isn't to go to lunch at the flower drum, often it's to advance your career or to provide a, uh, a, diversion. a favourable comment, a diversion. <laughs> yeah. A diversion's always a, always a good one. So often sometimes it's – sometimes people are motivated to weaken opposition. Just understanding motive is key. It's not and, – and, but I think the – the it's a – the bottle of wine or the, the those type of things, the gesture is often more important than the actual gift itself, right? Yep. I'd, I'd, he, that, that to me says he takes his craft seriously. Oh, I think if you read the article, and I, and I did, uh, he takes it very seriously. Um, That's why he gets ten million bucks a year because he 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 takes he treats himself like a professional rather than a, just a, a job. Yeah, and there was even a reference, Hutchie, to um, they, they referred to the the BlackBerry phone, which I used to have and be obsessed with, and he had um, various contacts and people he spoke with under various categories um, in an email arrangement, and he would uh, send them copies of what he was about to publish, yep. and he described it, or someone in the article described it as, as Twitter before Twitter, and, and that would have been a way, to your point, about bringing them into his little tent at those moments, and even like even Sean McVeigh was the, the, the coach of the LA Rams, um, Super Bowl winning Coach uh, said that he has used him in the past to get a feel for the landscape in the trade sense. In that, yeah, of what about this player? And, and he said he's always been up to the minute, up to the well, second of what's going on. Jay Glazer's, who's the other big one. We've, we met Jay, remember in the in the party that night. So Jay, who's also ten million bucks a year, isn't he, um, or near enough to? He'd be in that conversation. Oh, he's probably not what he's not. He's probably he's five. He's a five. As, as, as Shifty now is he? Yeah. I don't know. There's yeah. Shifter and there's Woj. Yep. Um, but then. Um, Jay Glaze on the next rung down, but he, his thing is to train with them, right? He goes, takes them to the gym and yeah. wrestles and workouts, yeah. all, that, all that sort of stuff. And he, he's, um, and again, for those who don't know him, he, he's uh, now got, got very open about mental health in the States. And, and, and yeah, really open. Um, and I think it's been um, a key part of reporting that that issue in, in American sport. The do, way you, he's- do you think that the, it wasn't an expose, but it was a, it was a behind the scenes on the method of Schefter. Do you think that's now fair and reasonable in modern times? We never would twenty years ago you'd never see a journalist's methods be the nah. source of and and everyone dislikes a journalist, right? So yeah. the amount of people that want to leak about their tactics and all those things. Yeah. That, that, that was what it was about. Yeah, but, but he would have known that going into the article, I would have thought. That's fair and reasonable, though, don't you think? Oh, I just think it enhances his brand if you Yeah. I mean, the, the pot shots that were taken out of him, again, no one had the courage to put their names to it. Yep. And and again, as always, Hutchie, with an anonymous quote, the quotes are just perfect. Did you have a second phone when you were, when you were running the beat? Never had a second yeah. phone. Never. Never? No. 
No, I just always, I always did. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah. In fact, you had three at one stage. I had three at one stage. In fact, yeah. you had three in Australia, and there was one time you went to the States and you added a fourth to it. And no, I, that's many, not true. No, that is true. I got the fourth number, if you recall, and I got you on it a few times when you weren't answering the other ones. My, my view always was you, if- You had a fourth, I'd As you. a journalist, you were waiting for calls back the whole time. Yeah. So you need to have lines open, <laughs> and you needed to be able to- but, If it's five o'clock at night and you've got three things swinging- You've got to be able to make sure you don't get a message bank because people – this is what people do with message banks to yeah. journalists. People ring back journalists barracking for the message bank. Yeah. <laughs> barracking for the the message bank. Yeah. And when they get it, they go, yes. <laughs> so it goes like this. Uh, you know, Damien, it's uh, Bob Smith here just returning your call from this morning. Sorry I've taken a while. Um, I'll be a little hard to catch for the next hour <laughs> yeah. or two. In meetings. Just walking into a meeting. Uh, try me again in an hour. Give me a ring tomorrow. If I miss you tomorrow, I'll try Wednesday. Because you know very well as a subject, you're ringing about today's story. <laughs> and you can never say, I never ring you back. <laughs> so subjects barrack for the message bank. <laughs> so I used to try and eliminate that. If I thought if I'm going to be serious about my craft, I need to be able to have multiple lines open. So if I rang on one, I'd give the other number and... When he was going to be on the phone, I'd take, excuse me, for one moment. <laughs> Did you, you always used to say you made, tried to make, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 calls a day. Did you ever get to that number or was, this, was that just a thing you'd said? Because I, I went through phases where I'd, I'd start the day with a list of 40 yeah. people, but I never got I near the do. 40. There's my today. I still do. Still tick yeah, them off. There's only 10 on that list. Yeah, that was yeah. my last hour. That's <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I rang and corrected a journalist today for the, the first time. I've done that for a long oh, time. Oh, really? Yeah, something that they'd said take, on radio. Take me through this. Well, I, won't, I don't want to get into the name or the specific. Oh, but, oh well, I do. But there was a, <laughs> our listeners do. There was a reference on radio about something. Oh, and so I rang them. And was said, it your own radio? No, right. no, it was all external. But I rang them and said, "Hey, look, well, let's narrow it down." I didn't. That's I'm, not. That's not right. Oh, well, a few people told me that. I said, "Well, it's not true." I just. Oh, Here's no. my number. It's always on. You know Stop. I'm going to get to the bottom of this if you don't tell me one way or another. So you may as well tell me now. Well, look, just give me the station. No, I'm not, I'll talk to you about it next week when the when the uh, in seven days from now. But that's we'll park it, Jane. But can I'm you ne- please flag this for next week? I, I got off the phone. I thought, what am I doing? Ringing, correcting journalists. <laughs> I've never been that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to find out what this is about. But sometimes you know, you just need to actually ring. So I did today. Anyway, I don't know if I achieved anything, but okay. Um, state of origin, Hutchie. Now, I'm not raising this from an AFL needs a state of origin because he, that bird has well and truly flown. That That is not coming back. But how good is it every single game, every single year? Yeah, I've said this before in some of you. It's, it's the best – it's the biggest sports media product in Australia. By some distance. By distance. And and that hurts to say because it, well, it, it has really. got the AFL grand final covered. Well, there's three of them for starters, and then there's there's heightened sense of there's three occasion of around the third one when it's one all. There's three of them as one all. If the deciders in Queensland, it's always infinitely more interesting, and there's real raw emotion to it. And the added layer to this year's one was that they were such underdogs despite it being played at Lang Park. Yeah, I mean they, they were five to two in the old there's language. COVID, COVID saga. Can you imagine if that fight had happened in the AFL? Oh. We'd still be talking about it, wouldn't we? Watching Gagai lay those punches, it was so wrong, and yet you were just drawn to it, weren't you? I mean, yep. well, I'm, I'm not just talking for myself, am I? You, you would have had the same reaction, wouldn't you? Well, I would... You couldn't watch it enough, and, and that's wrong to say. I, I get that. It had every bit of human drama, that game. And then even the postscript. And, Andrew Jones. And selfishly from an SEN point of view, because we have 1170 SEN Sydney and SENQ Brisbane, 
to have Cameron Smith, who's our Queensland-based SEN representative, and have Joey Johns, who works for SEN in Sydney, in that same conversation <laughs> and that reaction, my head just went straight to tomorrow's content. How's this going to play out in the morning? Because jo- Joey's I love Joey's reaction. <laughs> his reaction was so authentic. <laughs> just can't be stuffed. Put up with a yeah. boom, you know what, for the next 12 months was, from you blokes. <laughs> it was so authentic. Yeah. And then we had Greg Alexander on air, quite defensive about Paul Kent's comments. It just had everything. What, what did my man Kenty say? He said that Queenslanders care more about the jumper than. New South Wales. And oh, did he say that? Did he said Greg off. That <laughs> <laughs> said Brandy off, which was great. So it was a, it was a really interesting three days of content back in the last week. But they've got they've got heroes, Hutchie. I think in a way that the AFL code doesn't want anymore. The coaches have driven out the hero component to the to yep. the result. I think one of the one and of they've got heroics. It's not yep. just they've got team heroics, and we have good performances. We have courageous performances. We don't go to that old fashioned sporting vernacular war, do we anymore? I don't think. And I, I like the fact that they have high-profile coaches. I think it's part of the yeah. product, you know, to have yeah. you know, Billy Slater now and Freddie Fittler and before that, you know, Wayne Bennett's and, the, you know, like it's yeah. – they do a good job of getting – Melbourne Inga. Melbourne Inga is the national coach. They do a good job of getting – Now, this is just an observation, Hutchie. Well, is Billy Slater grooming himself? Is is he being groomed to take over from Craig Bellamy whenever and if ever that moment comes from Maddie, a Melbourne Storm perspective. Matty Johns on SEN City suggested that about eight weeks ago. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, well, that's interesting. I, I thought I would have been in, introducing something into the equation. Were, not, not that I'd have any more. idea what's being said about rugby had, league, even though I love rugby league, as you know. I thought you were sitting down here in Melbourne, you'd come up with something a little doozy that no one had thought of. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably been said for three years, hasn't it? <laughs> for all come, I know. Come up with something a little bit uh, left of centre, <laughs> don't I? Hey, can I just switching gear from media for a moment? Cameron Smith wins this morning, British yeah, Open. How good. Magnificent. Did you wake up? No, because of AFL Daily requirements, Hutchie, which uh, do require me to get up earlier, I don't watch as much of that overnight sport as I once did. I didn't even have the TV on. I had the TV on for the Curios game, but yep. fell asleep with it on and off, that sort of thing. But I didn't even put was the golf a, on. Was it AFL occasionally day, was it? Were AFL. You? It's every day, Hutchie, as you well know, and that joke's worn reasonably thin given it's- I get a lot of feedback <laughs> about AFL occasionally. Now, I- you would on, on how up, it's rating anyway. I woke up by chance at quarter past three, I think it roughly, yep. and, I, and I looked at Twitter. I don't know why. I looked briefly at Twitter. So it would have been heating up about then, wouldn't and it? And it said 18 hole, and I, I oh. went, went downstairs. <laughs> I the, the dog came with me. It was magnificent. Have you got a TV in the room, in the bedroom? Yeah. But and did, it wouldn't, wouldn't go down well? Didn't what did, Didn't want to wake. Yeah, it wouldn't go down well. Well, I did, no need, right? There's a television downstairs, media room downstairs. So I went downstairs that... Um, a dog, Alfie, came with me, sat next to me, watched the last 20 minutes of the golf. It was just superb. I oh, say so you saw the last hole. Saw the last last piece. But I, I got to thinking about the press conference. A um, couple of things, f- few things that hit me from the press conference. First, it was interesting to see Dylan Buckley there. He looks like he's been sent, <laughs> yeah. sent by, <laughs> looks like he's been sent by Golf Australia to generate bars. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Well, Once upon a time, he would have sent Martin Blake, and now you're sending social influencers, so that's interesting. Yep. Um, the second thing is, when an Australian performs well overseas – how badly do we search for the Australian cliche? It's so annoying. What do we do? Like all, like how many beers do you reckon it'll fit in there? <laughs> oh, but what, how many beers are you gonna have tonight? Six or oh, maybe? Eight. I, I just find it. I'm not saying it's because of our partnership with Drinkwise, but it's, 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 and beer drink is just one of the themes that we clutch onto. What do we feel the need? <laughs> Why do we feel the need to knock the person back to the average everyday person? Well, didn't the host broadcast to us a similar question too? Yeah, how are you going to celebrate tonight? You know, what's I think I thought it was just I think she did, didn't she? And then the press, 
Like, and I heard his, his dad on uh, SENQ this morning say he gets asked about beer drinking a lot in press. Like, how, does, do, do, the, do people around the world think that's all Australians do? <laughs> Why do we need to be so demeaning on the, the tone of the conversation? There's 600 things to ask him. Such as? Well, his journey. Like, yeah, his journey it's, it's, to, get, to get there is extraordinary. I love the fact he's, um, he's finished top tens in majors semi-regularly for someone still young. And they're hard to win. I know that's a statement of fact, but they're very hard to win. So when people sort of say, oh, why can't he win one? Well, yeah. You watch the, it sounds like he put a, a back nine together, Hutchie. You shot 40, 30, ages. On the, 30 on the back nine. <laughs> yeah, but on, on the news tonight, you watch the first shot will be... <laughs> Yeah. Celebrating as only an Aussie can, Cameron Smith, in full flight up. You know, like the Kyrgios stumbles out of the Mayfair nightclub at three o'clock. Oh, he's a good bloke because he's out till three in the morning. What do we feel the need to like just try and paint these athletes as? <laughs> Probably because that's what we do, Hutchie. Oh. That's what people think we do. Um, just a couple of quick things, Hutchie. The the fact check movement. Um, Ooh. I think they're in trouble. The fact checkers. I think they're in, they're. they're the AAP fact check, a meme posted by a New Zealand Facebook user claims oil is regenerated within the earth faster than it is depleted by human extraction. This is false. <laughs> it takes millions of years for oil to form below the earth's surface. They're, face, they're, fact, they're, checking. they're fact checking memes now, Hutchie. <laughs> I told you last week, they're struggling. Oh, I'm, I'm on board. I'm, I can't wait for our junket. <laughs> Have we got the takers? Fact, yeah, we've got the fact-finding mission coming. I mean, do you reckon they'll set up to fact-check memes? <laughs> Can we? I, I know there's an important part to fact-checking, Hutchie. It's what we do as journalists, which is why I think it's very strange that there's a, a, official fact-checkers out there. But, And I know there's a lot of journalists around, around the world, Hutchie, who aren't like us in Australia and, and where our lives, as a rule, aren't threatened by what we do as a journalist. And I know that there's a component to the fact-checking that's important to that part of it. But... 90-second organic conversations on the Sunday footy show and memes. Oh, and memes. Doesn't he hang on to it? And memes Dutch. on a New Zealand Facebook page. I mean, Why do you hang on to these things so much? You haven't been the same since the Media Watch took you apart. You haven't been the but same did, since no, you no, got Media, Media Watch didn't take us. No, it was just the fact checkers. The fact no, checkers took. He got picked off by Media Watch. Did we? On, on the Sunday footy show? No, the, the sports bit out. You, oh, really, sport, you haven't been the same No, since. I embraced the sports bit out. I, I said I'm not <laughs> apologising. <laughs> I openly embrace that. Hey, um, actually, you wanted to talk about this for a while. Have we got time, Jane, or maybe not? Yeah, we do. Um, Murdoch's new bookie shop off and racing. Now, this is a – I can't read this byline. Uh, by Kishore Napier-Raman and Noel Tal. And what's that publication? I know – anyway, Jane might – anyway, that's the byline. Um, Bet Easy found a Matt Tripp and backer Lachlan Murdoch's ambitions to capture a slice of Australia's all-too-lucrative sports betting market – Continue a pace with the pair not hesitating to frighten the horses among the established players. So it's from the SMH. Thank you, Jane. Um, actually, this has been brewing for some time now that that Matt Tripp has been employed by News Limited companies to basically. I don't think he's been employed. He's a partner. In the a bit. partner is he? Yeah. Okay. Well, an alignment with News Limited companies to basically become a bookmaker. Am I right in paraphrasing every article I've read about this? No. There's a new startup um, wagering company, working title, better. B-E-T-R. I don't know whether that's the go-to-market brand or just a working title. I, right. I, I hands on heart, don't know. And, 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 news, he, and there's another reference here. News Corp promoting the whole thing through its papers, Foxtel yeah, and they, KO. They own, a, they own at least 30% of it, I think. Is that? Yeah, they own a, they own a good piece of the well, business. What do you make of that? Well, I think Lachlan's been pretty upfront, hasn't he, that he's wagering. Like they already own 
you know, two wagering brands. They own RaceNet and Punters. Oh yeah, which are in their stable. Yeah, and they are a bookie. Um, they're an affiliate rather than a bookie, so they're making money from wagering. Yep, they've got a big wagering. So I think he's been upfront that he wants. They've had a go at it with. Well, the, they stopped writing articles about the evils of gambling. Well, they've had Sunbed in London, which didn't work, and but they're going to go. They're going to go again, and this looks to be. Um, Matt, if Matt Shipp's involved, he's very, it'll work. Very, very good. It'll and work. If Matt Shipp's involved in anything, I think it'll work, won't it? So it looks well-resourced. I think news look like they've heavily invested in it. Is that is – are we bordering on issues here? I think that, I newspaper think... proprietary and media no, no, ownership no, and, no, and no. using – They're, in, they're in absolutely entitled to own a wagering – own a piece of a wagering business if they want. Well, I, I think they were – I'm just trying to remember what I've read versus what I've heard. I, I think it was a tender process, wasn't it, to find the uh, partner in it. So I think everyone knew they were going to do it because everyone they sent it out as a tender to the okay. wagering industry that they were fed income about it. Well, don't they want to even take over from the TAB? Isn't that their grand plan as the paramutual sort of operator? I, I might be getting out of my zone here, by the way. But well, I think it depends. What, like the, the Victorian... Uh, Paramitchell is up in 18 months or two years, so I'm sure they'll throw that in the ring like everyone, won't they? Probably. But there's no conflict there? What? I well, just, there would be. In, I'm the wrong if, person. If they, if they were reporting about this from another from the other side of the fence, they'd, they'd I, find a conflict I just, think, I just think business is business. You do. Hachi, did they start to report on the Lachlan and – did they start to report on Jerry and Rupert, by the way? I haven't seen that. Did I read that? I haven't. Well, I haven't, still haven't seen it. I saw a What's tweet that? from – might have been oh, – I shouldn't say. If they report on the Tony Sheehan and John Rolfe no, issues as well. well. John hasn't been on air though, has he? He's been off for a while. I haven't seen him. Was he stood down? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, well, I, I filled in for you last week on, on your show, actually, on Footy Classified, and I was asked to have a look at that issue. I know. We talked about it the next day. Yeah, we did. Peanut. Yeah, that's right. I forgot you were, <laughs> you were, you were right. But he hasn't been on board. He might have been had a media break like I did because he hasn't been seen on air or in the paper since. So, hmm. um, so there you go. Now – Oh, speaking of said show, I believe oh. you are going to be saying something tonight in response to what Tony Jones said yesterday about you. Oh, a bit of fun. And I say that because he said that you, and he used to use his hand signals to uh, illustrate what he was doing, massage the ratings, Hutchie. Yeah. <laughs> he said this on live TV out of nowhere. It wasn't scripted. <laughs> and I was shocked yeah. on your behalf. I think Kane was even more shocked. Yep. But what is it you may say about him tonight? And by the time most people listen to us now, you would have already said what you're... No, I, I got the ABC... I got the A... Well, the RMIT, this is my tongue-in-cheek response. I got the RMIT AAP fact-checkers in today. ABC fact-checkers. To go over the last 20 years of Tony Jones' ratings <laughs> in radio. And they came back with dash, 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 dash. And so I went back and said, how come? And it's because he's only ever put on air in out of ratings periods oh, and school no. holidays. <laughs> oh, oh, no. And times when there's no measurement. Oh. He's only filled in for 20 years. So oh. how am I taking ratings advice oh. from someone who's never subjected himself to them? There's going to be hell to pay for that, <laughs> that response. He does a very he, – he could fill in for Neil Mitchell permanently. Now, just before we go any further, that was a tongue-in-cheek response. Oh. This, will, this is how tomorrow will go. Uh, Craig, Tony Jones, mate. <laughs> um, well, mate, 
No need. I was just having a bit of fun on Sunday. I don't need to go over the top on your podcast. A few people have told me about Did you hear what I said, Tony? No, I didn't hear what I said, but I'll tell you what. You know, no, it's uncalled for. We're going to stick together in this industry. Hey, I'll tell you what. If you <laughs> see his name on your phone, you need to take it because you rang yeah. a journal. You revealed that you rang a journal today. I'll see him tonight before I go, <laughs> go on here and make up too. Actually, I might text him on the way out of the studio. I'll have to do this one. Hey, I, I haven't heard back from my brother yet either. You might be onto something. Oh, I'm onto it, all right. I, hey, I got the uh, save the date during the week. Can I just acknowledge this for a minute? Yeah. It came, like, AFMA media release came out. I thought, oh, this is the, they're going to do one thing for the year other than the <laughs> pie not. They're going to have a view on something. They're going to take a stance on what's happened to Ralphie or they're going to, what's, and it was like media release, Wednesday, 14th of July, save the date. <laughs> on behalf of Chair Damien Barrett and the AFMA committee, <laughs> Chair, <laughs> please keep, the night of Tuesday, the 30th of September. The venue is uh, Metropolis. At, uh, you've gone to Crown in the spirit of uh, Nick McKenzie. <laughs> Best story will be a, you know someone bagging Crown and they'll be responsible for the Rising Star Award on the night. Nick McKenzie's the keynote speaker. <laughs> Does his best work at Crown. But Tuesday night, September 13th. So for all those who just... You know, you want to get in the diaries early because as journalists, we've always got something else on on the 13th of September in uh, finals. So save the dates. There you go. Well done on doing something for the year. <laughs> Should we head to question of the week, <laughs> Archie, right now? Yes. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. We'll go to Spencer Griffiths on email. Hey, boys, was the sacking of David Noble on a Tuesday morning a case of taking out the trash? North have been smashed all year on Footy Classified, but especially by Eddie and Caro. By doing it on Tuesday, they avoided the Monday serving of Classified and strategically it landed on the week of origin, so there was no Wednesday show (laughs) with Eddie and Caro. And by next week, the heat will be off North and just be about who's the best person for the job. Was it a stroke of genius by the Kangaroos? Asks Spencer. Um, I don't mind your line of thought there, Spencer. In fact, I do like it a lot, the way you've got into a bit of detail there, and I like the conspiracy theory, but no, I, I don't think there's any any at all substance to what you're suggesting there. I, a lot of it happens on a Monday night by accident, doesn't it? Like a lot of the big decisions happen Monday night meeting, and they miss the TV that night, and the next morning gets released. And Yep. And what we have learnt um, after the event, Spencer, I, I certainly had no line of sight on this before the event, in, in, in a way that I would have reported on to, comfortably. Um, the decision was made before the game in question and the weekend in question. So, again, the timeline, once that was uh, ascertained... What just happened they won that game? I don't think it would have changed yep. from what I've been told. And, again, wasn't prepared to go with it before the event because um, I... Didn't have enough information to go with it, but yeah. Oh, did you have a feeling before? I had a feeling, but yeah. but 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 again, nowhere near enough to go with Hutchie. No, and I'm not trying to say that now. Don't get me wrong. I, I didn't. I didn't have anywhere near the information I had after the event, so to speak. But yeah, no, I think the decision. Was, well, sorry, not the decision was made before that game. Okay. Yeah. Are we out of time? I think we are. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Just to, just repeating. Tuesday, 13th September, <laughs> by the way, the big AFMA. Who will be? Who will win the awards this year in football's night of nights? I love the way you could talk you add the, the, Could you, you add you, the glass jaw to the agenda on the night? <laughs> I'd love to give it out at the AFMAs. If you want to sponsor it, you can. We ha- hasn't been on for two years. The AFMAs. Well, I've made my sponsorship did, proposal. We did. To, we did it online one last year, Hutch, and you couldn't even be bothered clicking on, even though you, you know, were able to. That's entirely true. <laughs> I want, to, I want you to tell me next week on this show who it was you confronted journalistically <laughs> over what that was said about you. Uh, that was episode 24 of Series 7. 
of the sounding board for DrinkWise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to DrinkWise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise.